0: This episode is brought to you by TheGreekGiftShop.com. They offer a variety of fraternity and sorority items, including specialty coffee mugs and Greek watch faces for your smartwatch. Visit www.TheGreekGiftShop.com and find something special for someone special. Honoring those trailblazers who preceded us, it's just as important as leaving a legacy for those who will follow us. Greekly Speaking is about highlighting Greeks today who are creating positive change for tomorrow. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, welcome to Greekly Speaking. I'm Eric Tucker and joining me for this episode is Joe Rowland the fourth of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Joe was initiated in the Omicron Sigma chapter of Phi Beta Sigma in the spring of 2011. He's an assistant principal in that Houston, Texas area. He's the owner of Joe Thomas Management Group, LLC, which is an up and coming business consulting firm. And he also recently completed a term serving as regional director of education for the Gulf Coast region of Phi Beta Sigma. Please welcome for the second time, my fraternity brother, Joe Rowland, how are you doing today, man?
1: Doing good, bro. Actually, I got something for you. Uh, I didn't want to tell you until we got we got started. Uh-oh. I mailed this to you. So I have this thing uh, called the power circle of, of people that are working to better other people, uh, people that I trust. And tonight I'm gonna make you an honorary member. And so everybody that's in my power circle, they get one of these. And you can't can't read it. It's blurred with my background, but it says, when I focus and make the efforts to do my best, I win in all that I do. And then in bold letters at the bottom, it says, be ten times better. So a lot of people that I trust, only people that I trust are in that circle, but I'm gonna make you an honorary member tonight because you've been killing it, bro. Uh I, lo- I love what you do for our for our community and, and for everybody, not just for Sigma, but us in general. So, man, I-, I love that energy. You keep that up. Welcome to the power circle.
0: Oh man, definitely. Hey, I made it now, man. <laughs> you know, I you know, I heard Les Brown say one time that hey, you want to make sure you have the right circle. And and if you're the smartest person in the circle, you need a new circle. And all I'm trying to do is take that to heart and not only surround myself with positive people, but shine lights on positive actions, man. And and you're definitely one of those figures, man. Uh, I've known you for a minute now. I've seen some of the work that you've been doing and I've had a chance to watch your engagement and your production, man, after the fact. So, hey, I'm excited too. It's the second time around for you. How's it going?
1: Great, man. Great. I appreciate you having, having me on. A lot's happened Since, you know, I was cooking for that school that was on Netflix, you know, saying teaching that that culinary arts class, which was kind of, you know, kind of laid in my lap. Uh, Like I said, I've actually launched a whole new LLC since then, you know, and I've been blessed to to put some pieces in place, still building, put some pieces in place to be a blessing to others also.
0: And for those of you um, who may not have caught him on that original episode, Joe, he's being modest. He had a chance to, you know, display his culinary skills as far as content creation and, and, and production for the university that was featured on a very popular Netflix show called Last Chance U. And man, my son hit me to that show. We've been addicted to it, man. So to even be affiliated with the school that is getting that much notoriety, man, we know that took a lot to get that type of recognition. So congratulations to you. Just keep knocking out these milestones, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. So like I said, in June, June 30th, 2020, I launched another business called Joe Thomas Management Group. Uh, my original LLC, Joe Thomas Consulting Group, was in 2014. And so, man, I tell you what, I just, there was, I knew that there was money to be made, you know what I'm saying, with, with this shift. And it was a big money grab with with uh, COVID, with all the funding and, and different things that were available. I just woke up one one day and I had this idea. I was like, I'm going to start a new business. And I'm going to start it from, from scratch because I want to teach other people how to do it the right way. Not saying I didn't, I didn't do it the right way the first time. It just, I learned a lot in the last, you know, seven years since I did the first one and learning how to like build business credit by like using your personal credit, how to get a funding, certain types of funding, how to navigate uh, different pieces, you know, for that and um, some different business ventures that open up when you manage the pieces the right way. And in fact, this company that I started last year, is more valuable to me than the one that I have for seven years basically on necessarily setting it up properly, putting the right pieces in place, and then also having the right people around me to help me navigate different business ventures and certain pieces that that I help you know set my family up in the future pretty well.
0: And we were talking in the setup. For the segment, you know, about networks and having the circle put in place, people that can support you and your goals and people that can help you do it, partners, if you will, right? So, you know, a lot of times we come up with these ideas and we think we can do it alone. We find out that <laughs> no matter how good the idea is, hey, there are some resources that you need to bring into it to, to really have it recognize the full potential, right?
1: Well, I tell people all the time, you can agree or disagree, your friends should make you money or they should make you better. They should make you better spiritually, financially, health-wise, or some of that fact. And so, like I said, with this power circle, anybody's in a circle makes me better in one way or the other, or, you know, Iron are we work with another. I, I got people in my corner, literally, that I trust with my daughter, which is huge, you know, and they make me money, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's not just about the the monetary aspect of it. It's that we pour into each other. And you need people like that in your corner. And I've been blessed to have people with great energy and keep them close to me. And we we feed off of each other.
0: So talk to us a little bit about how the, the car rental company started, because I saw a, a post that you had uh, out on Facebook. And I'm like, man, this... Is he taking it to that level? This is, You know, I'm like, all this right, is so awesome, man.
1: Again, not that doesn't have to do anything with my LLC. My LLC and my web, jtmgservices.com, is all about helping educate people about making their business better, building business credit for free. Like I do that. I do that for free consultation and, and help people because I want to help people navigate that in a, you know, kind of like a directory for you, like having an affiliates page and so forth. And I have different contracts out with various uh, school districts and uh, different people that I can't necessarily talk about because we have NBAs in place, which is basically a non-disclosure agreement. So I got a buddy named Phil. Uh, my boy, him and I met through our, through our ladies. They're actually Zetas. They're both of them Zetas. And so him and I started playing tennis together in November, October and November. And uh, we're kind of like my, you know, about the hustle, creating multiple streams of income. And so he's been serving me up in tennis, but we've been bouncing ideas about our business. And uh, he told me, Hey man, I'm looking to get into Turo. I'm going to get a car, my business name, Blah, blah. You know, it's foreign to me. I was like, all right, man, that's cool. Whatever. You know, he's like, you want to go half on one? I was like, ooh, sounds great. Let me know how that go. (laughs) And so then three months passed and he had three cars. And then all he did, he took his phone he started scrolling and showing me the money that was coming in. And I said, hey, man, this may not may not be a bad thing. And so uh, when I talk about people in your power circle, being able to influence you. And he took me to an event called Business Over Breakfast uh, that they had with different entrepreneurs. And just like I said, that energy. And I just said, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. And so he helped me navigate a lot of pieces. And there were some hoops to jump through so forth like that to where I was able to find a great dealership. Find a finance company that that does business financing, which is tough. There's only like three banks that will finance for your business. Finding, building relationships off of his relationships that he established. And so you can't be with people that are jank because they have janky relationships. You need people that are of great character because sometimes your friends have to rely on your brand, right? And so he has a good brand in the street in, in how he connects people. And so long story short, got the car, you know, got, to, got it ready to go, put a tracker on it, you know, all this stuff and, and, and put it on from the verbiage everything. He helped, him and his wife helped me, you know, they really helped me down with that. And I, I'm not necessarily going to disclose the amount of money that I made the first month, but just know I'm literally going to go pick up another car tomorrow. And another thing, time is valuable. What took him three months to do and build took me 20 days because of his support. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was coaching a friend yesterday in tennis. And there were some pieces that it took me months to figure out that I was able to explain uh, to them quickly. And what took me months to figure out took them 30 minutes. I don't know if you saw it launched my mentorship program too, with the young man that just graduated from Crowley ISD, North Crowley High School. He was a uh, school class president there, launched his own uh, young youth group for Fort Worth, Texas. The young brother by the name of Elijah Strong, who's going on a full scholarship to Wiley for debate, right? And so he and I just happened to be Facebook friends and uh, he was looking for a laptop. He does digital design. He's actually ran campaigns for city councilmen in Fort Worth. Like the, the brother was sharp, but, you know, not saying I'm recruiting, cuff, cuff, you know, out the gate. But we got to recognize talent. But, I, you know, God just told me, hey, man, I, I need you to put some pieces in place to help this young brother out. So I asked him, I said, hey, man, I got a laptop. I actually have a MacBook. And he was like, yeah. And I said, all right, so I met with him, met with his parent, you know, got the paperwork up and and signed him up for a 40-week internship. He'll be working with me on my social media, handling all that over through now through May. And uh, he got the laptop immediately and then he's going to be doing video blogs with two minute small business tips. So we're basically, he's helping me continue to build my brand while he learns and I help him navigate some pieces And that. And then when he finishes, he's going to get like a $550 uh, small business grant so that whatever he decides to do or if he needs support in his small business, he can do that as well. And we'll be hopefully, I've already got people wanting wanting their kids or young men to sign up for uh, 2022 too. So I, I believe not just with my friends and people on my level, we got to reach down too and, and to, to come up. And so for me, that was a no brainer. You know what I'm saying? And and because the kids, he's going to be great regardless if Joe Rowland impacts his life. I just want to be a part of his journey. You know what I'm saying? And give him a little leg up right now, but the kid is going places for sure.
0: I love this, man. And, and that's what it takes to, you know, share what you learn. And, you know, if you think about that village concept, And he's never going to forget you. I I think this is the right direction where we need to be going. What kind of feedback are you hearing from some of your clients?
1: So the thing is, man, the the biggest piece is I I hear when they talk about like, man, no one either they charge me and it's something I can find on YouTube or or they're stingy. They're stingy with the support, you know, whatever thing you you just gave it to me like it was nothing. I said, because my value isn't in the monetary position. I'm going to get money. I'm going to find ways and you know, other evidence. It's not going to be through support. You know, That uh, my blessing is seeing you grow. And so the two things occur when I give people this overflow of information. Either they come back for more or it, they get overwhelmed and say, hey, you know, I, I didn't realize there's so many pieces and so many layers and there's something I'm going to have to sit and take some time with. It. You know, and so what I've learned uh, when it comes to supporting and helping people with their vision is give them the support, show them the benefits of it. It's up to them to grow. I, you know, once it's left there, I may check on them here and there, but it, I, I have to keep continue to move, move forward. They have to take ownership of their own growth and learning just as much. Cause sometimes some people I support and help, they're like, oh man, I, ain't, I didn't know it was going to be like that. Or, oh, I didn't know the costs or, or things that the investment does with equity for managing a business along with my full time job. I didn't realize it, it took that much. That the everybody has a different why. You know, my why is changing the trajectory of lives of young people of color and also making my daughter's life very comfortable, you know what I'm saying? And so and putting her in a position to where she didn't have to have the lifestyle that I grew up with, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's my why. That's what drives me. That to, you know, getting my health in order. Uh, A lot of people don't talk about aspects of the whole person. When we think about in education, we talk about educating the whole child. There's more that goes on. than then, you know, one plus one or whatever in schools. Uh, We have social emotional learning in, in different aspects of that. And so for me, I have to start looking at the whole person, of Joe Rowland, and say, hey, man, I have to own that. I got to get better at some of these pieces. If I'm going to be successful and help others, I can't pour from an empty cup.
0: Then, speaking of, you know, thinking about that generation that follows us, I want to turn back the hands of time a little bit. You have someone who's near and dear to you, your great grandmother, and, and this is a special woman. This, talk to me, man, because <laughs> she played a part in history that uh, a lot of us are happy that the Juneteenth is being recognized in a manner in which it should talk to us about this special person.
1: Right. So my great grandma, you know, in my eyes, she's always been big time. She's always been the big time. So there was a photo shared in our internet work of Five Beta Sigma, a story they posted about me and her in, in her walk after the bill got signed. And so we had we had these moments while we were walking where I'm cracking jokes with her. I'm really, you know, you know, trying to help her, hold her up, keep her cool and different things like that. And she's just so rich with history. But the whole time she was we were talking, our our conversation was generally about some history and footwork, but also what's next. She said, I want to engage in better healthcare systems. I want to engage in the homelessness and education and so forth. So she's constantly moving. But for me, like I said, she's always been big time. I've seen her interact with many presidents, you know, senators. And that's just kind of been our, our life. She's been the chairman of the Juneteenth celebration for worth for the last few decades. You know, and I'm 33 years old, just so you know. So, give us like, give us her give us her name for our audience. Opal Lee. Opal Lee, my great grandma. And so for for me. It's been, you know, it's necessarily just engulfed in it. It's just kind of been like, that's been her push, her cause, but that's been one of her causes, you know, making Juneteenth a national holiday and making sure it's recognized. And then she hasn't waited for anybody. You know, she started Black History Museums in Fort Worth. She has a mural downtown Fort Worth. She's in Texas teaching Hall of Fame. You know, she's been honored there too. So her work goes beyond just the last four or five years. But she had this idea that she was going to walk from Fort Worth to Washington, D.C. to raise awareness to make Juneteenth a national holiday. You know, I'll be honest, I called her. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, (laughs) I was like, "Uh, you gonna walk, walk? (laughs) And so what she does is she goes to different cities and walks two and a half miles and kind of trek her way all the way up to the Congress, you know, and so forth like that. So last year, it was, it got blocked by one person. It was one vote away. And then, you know, this year it, it passed. And so we're all proud of her. She got, you know, celebrities tagging her own on her Instagram now. I can't believe my great grandma has an Instagram. You know, Usher hugged her. I, I, so I cracked, literally I cracked jokes. I was like, man, dude, all these people swarm you because you hugged Usher. <laughs> you know, not that you helped make history or the, the president, you know, created, basically the entire time he spoke about that bill, spoke about my great grandma, uh, you know. And so to me, that was special to see her, her dreams come true and, and to see that come to pass. Uh, She never thought she would see a black president and she she was holding up hope and hoping to make Juneteenth a national holiday uh, as well. She saw two things that, you know, she probably she felt like she probably wouldn't see in her lifetime, which to me was major. And a lot of people say, well, you know, we didn't want this or this and that. I say, guys, y'all don't realize how much work went into getting this bill on the floor uh, and and getting it passed. Long that we haven't had a holiday recognizing a national holiday recognized since Martin Luther King. Like that's to me, that's that's major, you know. But for me, you know, my grandma's always been big time. You know what I'm saying? It's just y'all just not realizing that she's she's big time. She's always walked that walk.
0: So when Fourth of July came, I was just saying, "Hey, Happy Juneteenth of July," because you know <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make this last it's all like, summer. Saw, man. Saying,
1: uh, happy yeah. 15 days after Juneteenth.
0: Yeah, man. Well, Ben, you you definitely have that that service, and we talked about this on your previous episode. Your family is service minded period. And we had this conversation long before anybody was aware that this bill was about to, pass. I mean, your family may have had knowledge, but we didn't know. And the fact that you're continuing that legacy serving in, in, in educational capacities and, and different levels, man, this, this is amazing. It's a great example for our youth to follow. And when people say, hey, look, are there any positive views of the African-American male in education? I love the fact that I've got somebody in my power circle I can point to and say, hey, I, appreciate that, I know plenty. <laughs> and and you and, and you know what his grandma did, his great grandma did, you know, <laughs> have a seat, son, let me tell you. Yeah. So yeah. I get to share in what your family has done. By passing those stories on, and I think that's our our obligation, man. So hats off to you, man. So so, what's next for her now, man? I mean,
1: <laughs> and she's still she's still walking. She's still doing walk well here and there, but she's still going around, you know, engaging, talking about it. But also, she just finished up uh, the edits of her children's book. We are working to get her children's book adopted to be a curriculum and textbooks here in the state of Texas. And so eventually, like the kind of rule out all the boring stuff. Basically, there's two things, as you know, being in Texas, there's a couple of things we have going on with certain bills being passed about a race theory. I'm not going to get into the details of that. However, there are Texas Education Knowledge Standards, TEKS is what we call them, that actually say you have to teach about Juneteenth. And so we're going to use that necessarily as leverage to engage, become a vendor for various school districts so that we can continue to spread that knowledge And get that in there. And so, uh, something we talk about in my family about walks and marches and things, they're important, but, and they're good. Changing policy is better. All right. And so, finding ways to integrate ourselves and get in the mix of raising awareness and using that awareness just like she's she's done to change policy and that's something i've kind of taken with me to various school districts that i've had the opportunity to work on in work various committees i mean i'm currently on uh, a couple of different uh, committees for the state but also for uh, for my school district that i can't necessarily disclose because it's, it's in her office but just know we, we are working to create equity for all children and making sure that we raise awareness on why certain students aren't performing that are of color or or economic or labeled economically disadvantaged or you know or stricken with poverty so there's aspects of things we can no longer ignore to make sure that every kid has not only a fair shot but the fair the same equipment the same opportunities and you know same opportunities as well so.
0: So I'm going to need you to go up to the South side of Chicago where I, where I grew up and, you know, just drop some of this on a couple of streets, man. Let, let, let's, it, we'll talk about that in the next episode, but man, th- this is amazing because I mean, first of all, I mean, what kind of pressure do you feel, you know, being in a family where, you know, well, Easy, your yeah. great grandmother did this. I mean, what are you going to uh, do? <laughs> you know? in
1: all, Because we all have our own paths to walk, you know, because everybody in my family ain't perfect either, <laughs> you know, or, or, or on this path. It's just when, when I, I truly believe when, when, you know, you, you align your practices to what God told you and, and the steps that he put you in, that I I truly believe you begin to excel and your name gets spoken in rooms that you've never stepped in. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I don't even tell, I don't even like telling people she's my great grandma. I mean, eventually they find out or it does, or, you know, not to say I'm not proud of her just because in in aspects of it, I have a a mission just as well as she does. Sometimes, you know, they they coincide and sometimes my mission may, may go on a different path, you know? And so while she's family, I'm not, I'm not leaning on family or anything per se to make sure that the vision and the things that I've been called to do, I make sure that I do them and I do them on my own merit.
0: Awesome, man. That's fantastic. So for anyone in our audience that would like to connect with you and learn more about what your business or your mission from a social action perspective, where would they go?
1: Yeah, you can go to uh jtmgservices.com www.jtmgservices.com. And then also shoot me an email at info at jtmgservices.com or uh, directly to me. That, that one goes to my, my catch-all, joe.roland at jtmgservices.com also.
0: Hey, that's awesome, man. And if you have anything else going on, uh, you know, you or your great-grandma <laughs> that we can help promote, man, definitely oh, man. Uh, well, let just, us know. I
1: do. I can't disclose it. We actually have uh three or four things in the next month that are going to be pretty big for the state of Texas, but also for uh, the nation this time next year. So I can't disclose yet. I, I'm, I'm working with a few organizations that she's a part of that we're actually near and dear to, but I can't talk about. I don't want to give a surprise away of some of the things we're putting together for, for her in that in that organization. So I'm excited. You'll see it. You know, you'll see it on my Facebook or probably CNN or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But just know, just, just look for me in that blue. You know, so I always make sure I'm repping. Harley Home. would always repping Five Beta Sigma, Fraternity Incorporated. All right. Because we are we are conscious men of vision and we're about that action
0: boss. Evidently. And for those of you who don't know his his line name, he's Big Brother NDA. So that's all we got to <laughs> say. All right. You know, my line name was The Entertainer. The <laughs> Entertainer. I love that. Uh, hey, this is this is awesome, man. Hey, I I, I look forward to seeing what you have. Next man, and I just want to thank you for spending a couple of minutes sharing um, your updates with us here on Greekly speaking. Okay,
1: hey man, thank you so much again for the time. It's uh, it's a pleasure usual. Maybe in a few years I'll come back for number three, and I have something else to talk about.
0: Awesome. Hey, he's Joe Roland the Fourth Phi Beta Sigma. You holding no. it down in education in that Houston, Texas area and making great strides from a social action standpoint with his family. And I I love it, man. I'm Eric Tucker. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.